This is the Chinwag Podcast. My name is Rogan. I'm joined with Sam Glenn Smith. Hello. And Solo Sharif. Hello. And today we're going to be talking through our top five most anticipated films of 2020. Uh, we're going to work through our lists and then sort of decide a definitive uh, number five, four, three, two, one from our list. And that would be the so-called Chinwag most anticipated films coming up in 2020. Um, how are you doing, guys? This is the first podcast we've done in a little while. Hi. Yeah. First podcast of 2020. Was... Oh, wait. No, you guys did one. Yeah, we yeah. did the one on one. Was that was that in twenty twenty? <laughs> I lose, I, I've lost track of time. Um, that was a it fun could one, have been, um, but it was one. Yeah, we went with a little plan and ended up just talking Star Wars. <laughs> so uh, today we'll go through um, sort of from number five upwards. Uh, my number five, just to get us started, is Pixar's uh, new film Soul. Um, Soul is directed Wait. by Pete Doctor. Do you not want um, to do the honourable mentions first? Okay, yeah, that yeah. would be that would be a good place to start. My so yeah, no, I just I wasn't uh, sure if you were skipping to skip. Completely yeah, off. no, I uh, I just I just went in with number five. Yeah, no, right. so uh, yeah, there are obviously there are films that we are anticipated for that don't quite make the top five list. Um, Interestingly, we all have different films for these. Um, yeah. Sort of the ones that I'm I'm quite anticipated for, but didn't quite make the top five is uh, the Kingsman. Uh, mostly because I loved the first Kingsman film, and I feel like the, the this remake going back to the sort of 1900s uh, gives it that flavour of the first film. And uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, which I'm really excited for as well. Uh, what so? What was your honourable mention solo? Yeah, I, 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 funnily enough, nearly put Kingsman on mine, but I decided to go with The New Mutants because we've been expecting that movie for years. So if it's finally in 2020, there's a lot of expectation already built up. And then just uh, Spielberg's West Side Story because West Side Story is one of my favorite films and it's Spielberg, man. Absolutely. And uh, Sam, what did, you had an honorable mention, didn't you? I did, yeah. It was uh, The Conjuring 3, I believe it's called The Devil Inside. Um, Honourable mention, just because I'm uh, a big fan of the the franchise. Um, I think with regards to their most recent spin-off films, they haven't been too great, but in the actual linear um, in the linear sequence, The Conjuring 1, The Conjuring 2, they've both been good, so I am anticipating it, but we've just had the last couple of films have been it didn't quite make the top five. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think horror is quite a theme we'll see throughout your list, so, yeah. uh, which which makes it differ somewhat to the others. Yeah, that um, is my favourite genre, I must admit. Yeah, it's re- you don't normally get a lot of horror guys these days. It's because it's, it's been so weak the last... Um, last 10 years plus there's only been like this just the best of a bad bunch really but like i'm still really hopeful and i think i think there's um there's definitely room with uh with james wan i think he just needs to take longer on projects yeah 
Fair enough. So, uh, going going back to the list, um, as I've already announced, mine is uh, Pixar's uh, Soul. Uh, it's about a musician uh, who has lost his uh, passion for music and is transported out of his body and must find a way back with the help of an infant soul uh, learning about herself. It's a spiritual journey uh, starring Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey, uh, directed by uh, Pete Doctor and... Uh, Mike Jones, who together have pretty much directed most of um, Pixar's films. Uh, most importantly, Inside Out, because um, I see a lot of flavour from that film to this film. Uh, so, uh, who wants to go ahead with their number five? Yeah, well, uh, my number five's already been mentioned, mate. And so those honourable mentions, it's got to be West Side Story. Um yeah. That Same film's going to be so good, man. It's solo, really. Yeah, just Spielberg doing Shakespeare is just going to be going to be insane, really. Yeah, and definitely. I'm a bit, a bit big fan of the the Romeo and Juliet story through its many different forms and different retellings. So I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating that one. Okay, and then um, Solo, Enlighteners and yours? Uh, I've got Coming to America. Like, this is this, the sequel to the original Coming to America, obviously, with Eddie Murphy. Because that film is so hilarious. And, like, and especially with Eddie Murphy making a comeback recently, I think that's going to be so much base. Oh, absolutely. A big fan of Dolomite is my name. Uh, and. Uh, West Side Story, Spielberg just speaks for itself. Yeah, man. So we have Pixar versus Spielberg versus uh, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I, I don't even know where to begin here. Um, I mean, I am looking forward to, to both of your films. Um, however, I just think uh, with Pixar's track record in, in delivering deep stories told in, in, a, in a whimsical narrative, uh, this just sounds amazing, uh, and especially somebody that has children. Um, I love the story behind uh, Inside Out, um, especially because it helps to teach deep lessons um, in a fun way. Yeah, I can, uh, I can, I can agree with that. And Inside Out is my favorite Pixar film. So, it's yeah. in my uh, top top sort of five. Uh, to be honest, Incredibles would be my favourite. Yeah. See, I I haven't really watched a lot of the new Pixar things. Like, I only really watched them when I was at the age that I was the target market. Even though I still I, I still rewatch all of those ones. Like, Incredibles, I think, is one of the best movies of all time. But, Absolutely. But I just... I, I don't know. I just don't... They, still, I, they, they still don't do it for me anymore. Fantastic Four. Yeah. Completely. <laughs> that was what bl- that was what blew our minds about it when we were younger. Yeah. Um, Even though I did love those Fantastic Four films. Did you? Yeah. Okay. I d- I did until I sort of grew out of them, and then like, I just remember one day being like, "Why did why why do I like this film so much?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're pants, but they're like they're the good kind of. Bad. They're the good kind of bad film. So um, I'd be tempted to say, out of the three of these, uh, that the most potential for 
say an Oscar caliber film is West Side Story. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I I would probably go more with you as well, Sam, because I think West Side Story is one of my, one of my favorite films. I said it earlier, and to see Spielberg try and remake it would be incredible. Like that was why it was on its honor. I to be honest, I don't know why I put it on below Coming to America. Now that I think about it, I think. Um... We all we all want Eddie to be great. <laughs> mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I just want to yeah. believe in that, but I think I just, I think I'd go with West Side Story more actually. Just contradict okay. myself. <laughs> so it's a lock, guys. Number five on the official Chinwag most anticipated films of twenty twenty is West Side Story. Sam won yeah, that man. round. Mm. Uh, so well, number four, uh, I'll kick like, it off again. Like, do you want it? Yeah, do you want like to start should, it off, sir? Because I know I kind I of like I, I made a contra- just, just contradiction the, in your um, opinion. There, I won the last round, and also, uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, um, and also it's already been mentioned. Uh, we, we just want Eddie to do well, man. We just want Eddie to do well. My my fourth, my f- most anticipated film is is coming to America. Solo's fifth mention. Which is, I think the only ones. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think we'll share any other ones. Yeah. But, but yeah, now coming to America, like similar reasons. Loved the film growing up. It was, it was uh one of the few films I could watch with my nan. My nan's a really big Eddie Murphy fan. Oh yeah. So it was yeah it was yeah, big big hopes for that film. But it's Eddie Murphy, and anything he does yeah. just gets me. I have no idea and why. Wesley Snipes sure, is in it as well, not, man. Sh- surely not anything he does. Like, you know what? I just, <laughs> what, what do you mean? Oh my god! Don't don't you dare start slating Norbit. Norbit is one of the best films. Oh, comedy come off it, man. Oh, come on, bro. He's playing right. Not only a Chinese man. A huge woman. Oh my! That film is one of the most quotable movies ever. That film is an ego trip. Oh, good grief! Um, so the, I can't agree do, with you there, man. <laughs> Whoa. No, yeah, stay in London, solo. Oh, you know what, Rogan? Maybe you can I go will. Join him, Rogan, you can go join him, man. <laughs> that's actually my... shots. I don't, that's actually broke my so, heart. <laughs> the the director of uh, coming to America, he was the guy who directed Dolomite is my name. Um, directed various episodes of Empire. Um, he did Hustle and Flow back in two thousand and five, and Black Snake Moan, um, which is the film with Samuel L. Jackson. So that I mean that that's a pretty solid resume, especially Dolomite is my name. So yeah. already know full well he can work with Eddie. Um, yeah. So See, my my number four is I've won. I think I'm going to lose on this round because there's not a lot of hype for it. But I fucking love this story, which is the Invisible Man, and. And I think, like, actually, no, you might, you might like it, Sam, because it's the only horror movie I have on my list. Okay. Yeah. 
and uh, it's based off of the HG Wells original, which I just fuck like I fucking love all of HG Wells stuff. The and only then, issue, yeah, sorry, what? the only issue with the Invisible Man is, do you not think people might struggle to see it? <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen, you. <laughs> I see. I saw through what you did there. Oh. Uh, okay, sorry, sorry, you sorry. did. <laughs> I had a moment, a moment where I, I just couldn't forget that joke. Sorry, <laughs> go ahead. You know, fuck <laughs> you, man. <laughs> yeah, I fucking love that story. <laughs> so, what is the actual story? Is, I'm, I'm it, not familiar. I'm actually not familiar. Oh no! It, well, it is. It is like it has always been a horror story, but I, I don't really. Or at least I haven't seen one that has treated it the same way as the book. And yeah. uh, and Bloomhouse are doing it, and they do a lot of good horror. Oh, yeah. I think Bloomhouse have been literally leading horror. The yeah. Conjuring series is all Bloomhouse. Exact, exact. Yeah, so, is in, so is Insidious. But uh, yeah, literally, did everything. Mm. Um, they've been doing bits, Bloomhouse. Is it is it as it says on the tin then that there's a, a visible guy I'm guessing. But... Yeah, yeah, essentially it's a um it's well it's a modern adaptation, so I'm not sure what approach they're going to take to it. But basically the invisible man was a scientist and like obviously, oh I what do we do in science? We try to make things invisible, because why the fuck not? And then of course the experiment goes wrong and he turns himself invisible. And it's to be honest, the story is really interesting because it's not. He doesn't start out as like a horror villain. He starts out as like, oh fuck, I've made myself invisible, and then like the way he gets treated because of how he's, just because he's an invisible person, so he's treated as like a freak. It then drives him to become the the villain. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, so he's twenty twenties Joker. Yeah, but but it, it, this was eighteen nineties Joker. If we get into that argument, <laughs> okay. Well, I, I did it. I'm not going to argue. HG. What do you say, Sam? Is it Joker set in the eighties? Yeah, but not in the eighteen nineties. Yeah, that's no, that's, that's nice. the, the other way around. It's like yeah. Um. So my fourth pick is uh, Rolls. Roald Dahl's um, The Witches, uh, directed by Robert Zemeckis, um, who um, did, I mean, so many films, um, Castaway, Back to the Future trilogy, um, so many films um, that, that, that are, are great. Um, the stars, this film stars Anne Hathaway, Stanley Tucci and Octavia Spencer. Um, some people might remember the older uh, Roald Dahl uh, Witches film, uh, where the witches had no toes. Um, used to freak me out as a kid. Yeah. Uh, turned a little boy into a rat and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, used to terrify me. I never me. saw the original. Oh, right. okay. I, I, you definitely I, should. I've it's read amazing. a lot. Like I've read most of Roald Dahl's books, but I've never actually seen many of the movies. Okay, so um, also in the cast is Chris Rock. Um, I, I yeah, I I think Robert Zemeckis. I'd I'd watch anything he does, um, and then to know that they're doing this beloved story. I grew up with the Roald Dahl books. Um, I had quite a big collection of them. 
this was uh, one that actually scared me as a book when I was a child, and and the film scared me as well. So um, yeah, and again, I watch anything Robert Zemeckis does. Uh, he also did Forrest Gump. Cool. Yeah. So um, we have The Invisible Man uh, versus Coming to America, and it's second uh, mention attempt, <laughs> and then um, and then The yeah. Witches. And I don't want to. I don't want to give up the fight for The Witches too easy. See, t- to be honest, I feel that I'm I'm the same with The Invisible Man. That like I really think that's going to be surprisingly good. You know, even though it, even though they did attempt the Universal monsters before with the Mummy, because I'm, it's I'm, Take Two that Bloomhouse is doing, I really think it's going to bring base. I'm I'm happy to accept that like coming to America is just just in everyone's hearts, like whatever. So I'm happy to to let let this one slide. So uh, it would be our really, most honourable mention. <laughs> yeah, so really, <laughs> it's between the witches and. Yeah, you've got the deciding vote this time, Sam. No, this is yeah. a difficult one because, like, the witches, like, I have fun. And it's horror. Like... We're all yeah, yeah, we've both gone for horror. Well, yeah. yeah, Horror's yeah. doing well, oh, man. man. Uh, you know what? Just because I didn't even know it was coming out, I'd probably have to say the witches only because like, <sighs> I, I, I remember being scared by the original and I, I also read the book from that when I was a kid. So, like, out of the two, I'm... Now that I've like know of both of them, I'm a lot more excited for the wishes. However, like I will be checking out the Invisible Man. Um, yeah, right. it will check. Oh, yeah. It was will it turn Kevin, you around on it. Was Kevin Bacon in in the film? Was that was that the same story? The one who uh, was in, in like, I, the nineties. I don't know if it was the same story, but it was like inspired by, like I guess a reboot rather than a remake. If you know okay. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so not not faithful to, but inspired by. Exact, exact. Yeah, that's because uh, I, I thought that was that was pretty hard, and it is quite an interesting challenge for a filmmaker of how do you shoot your protagonist who is invisible? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, because it's it's like you just kind of have to know where it is. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's just a, a wide angle lens at all times, and just yeah, let people guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I think that will really be the. If you, I I assume you both neither of you have seen the trailer, but all of the point of view. What? Would we not just get it like perspective point of view from the Invisible Man, like just looking through? No, 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 no. From what from what's been seen of it in the trailer, it is a lot of that where it's like the camera isn't actually focused on him because he's not there, so it's focused on like the girl. But he's tormenting a girl in it, and so a lot of the cameras like focused on her and her facial acting, and then there'll be like stimulus from him in the background. So it's like it is. So it it is like the horror of the unseen. Sweet. So um, right. So witches takes four. Now we have a we have a debate of uh, comic book films. Uh, we've all picked a comic book film for our third pick, uh, and all different as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, Solo, you haven't gone first yet, so let let's see yours. All right. Well, I I went with Wonder Woman eighty four because 
man, I fucking love Wonder Woman. Like okay, I collect, I collect fair. her comics. I collect Justice League Dark, which she leads. And uh, f- did you read the uh, Mark Andreco run? No, actually, I picked it up after Andreco left. I re- I've been re- I read um, Andreco's Supergirl though, and that was okay. pretty good. All right. So. Yeah. I know you're a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so yeah, Wonder Woman eighty four. So yeah. uh, obviously, the last time we saw Wonder Woman, she was in World War One. Um, yeah, yeah, World War One. And now we pick up in eighty four. Is is that Cold War? What's, yeah, no, yeah. Well, it's no, what well, it's late it? in the Cold War. Um, but it, it's I'm not sh- from from the trailer. I haven't seen how much it plays into it. But uh, the main villain, I th- I don't know if it's been confirmed, but I'm pretty sure it's meant to be Maxwell Lord, and then and then also the cheater is in it, who's like Wonder Woman's Wonder Woman's Joker, essentially. Where it's like it's the one that has plagued them the whole way, like the same way that Superman has Lex Luthor, Wonder Woman has the cheater. So it's a really big villain to bring into this. And um, going in your favour is mm. uh, DC seem to be on the up, you know. Uh, Birds of Prey reviews seem to be great. I uh, I've heard I've heard mixed things from the inside. Oh, have you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I, I that is really good. I've heard like... that as well, but I think that's that's the initial review press. Right. And I think there's going to be a lot of reviews to come. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of reviews bringing it down. I think. I have I I haven't seen it, but this was something that I heard off of like, off of a connection kind of shit. Was that like people so like it was um, one of the trainers on the film went was at the premiere and was like, yeah, no shit. Oh, sh- yeah. oh okay, okay, well. Yeah, that, well, that's, that being that's the, said, that's the I whole I, I have with Birds of Prey. But even though that was an argument in my favour, I'm just going to shoot that film down when I get a chance. <laughs> yeah, J- James of James Gunn's Suicide Squad will kill it. Well, Hopefully, I've got no doubt with that. Um, so yeah, Wonder Woman eighty four. Yeah, um, man. Sam, Dang what's it. yours? Mine is of course Black Widow. Okay, just, mm-hmm. so that is a, that is a two, big one. Yeah, the two um, what the face iconic up, really. female, yeah, the female figures from either studio. Yeah, I think as well. Like, it's. I mean, I look in the director. I'm not familiar with the director, uh, Kate Shortland, but like she, a female director. That's always it's always good to see, especially with regards to female centered movies. I guess. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, just and I know that like, I got it so into the Marvel um phase of all the the Infinity Saga and all of that it's so late and because it's all so I only watched all of the the films like a month or two before uh, Endgame came out. Oh like, yeah, that's right. Like it's all really fresh. Like so I'm and I really enjoyed um, what's it, um, the the latest Spider-Man film. 
technically far from home. Far from home, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was all right. Far, far from home as well. So <laughs> like, no, that that wasn't meant to be a negative. <laughs> that was just like yeah, that, that was a positive statement. Okay, yeah, because I think it, I, ju- I just said it with the wrong the in, of, inflection uh, there. Coming off the back of back of uh, Endgame, where everyone's kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm done. Uh, well, a lot of people are like, right, that finally we've got a conclusion ish. You know what I mean? We've got all these yeah, spin-offs a... and whatnot. Spider-Man did well, and yeah, uh, Black Widow, you know, uh, being a, it is a prequel, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. um set uh, post-Civil War, so between that and Infinity War in her story. There we go. Yeah. That's what I'm... Uh... I feel like it could be good at the same time. Like, I feel like going back to before, do you know, like doing prequels now and whatnot. Now that we've had kind of a conclusion to the big story, it it could, it could maybe feel a bit. Yeah, uh, I I know like, what was, you mean actually, because this this has was, gone back into. Yeah, it's gone. We're back meant to be st- we're meant to be that. starting something new, but we're going back right away. Whereas, like, the Spider-Man followed on from it, you know, the next Spider-Man are going to follow on exact. from that. And, like, um, when they add all these new people to the, um, like, with Fantastic Four and all that, that's probably going to be in the future. So when, it, it can't be in the past, really. Like, because they'd have to just do way too much explaining and whatnot. So I, I kind of want to see where it goes in the future now, like, because as much as this film might tell us about Black Widow, whatever, like, and I, I mean, to be fair, it's been out almost a year, well, coming up to a year, so the thing, like, you know what I mean, she's dead, like, yeah. <coughs> so, um, my one is the, I guess it's the only real one remaining uh, that we haven't mentioned comic book wise, uh, is the Eternals. Uh, now, I've chose The Eternals um, specifically because it's moving. Um, so, sorry. Um, so, I, I chose The Eternals specifically because it starts to move the, the story forward. Um, you know, with, with Black Widow um, and with Wonder Woman. See, I don't understand where DC is going with Wonder Woman now. Because. Ben Affleck is no longer Batman. Henry Cavill is no longer Superman, but they're keeping the same. Wonder Woman, Aquaman. None of that really makes any sense. I'd rather they stuck to a decision of where they was going to go. That being said, I'm still going to watch Wonder Woman. And with Black Widow, sort of Black Widow's dead now, you know. And again, I'm I'm still looking forward to Black Widow. I'm looking forward to seeing the movie. But if I could choose between going back into the past and seeing something, you know, that, that doesn't really bring us forward or taking us to an entirely new universe within within Marvel, um, that that's that's what I wanna do. I'd 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 prefer to watch that over the three of them. Even though there is a big risk because it could be like in humans and people could and the audience you know, could reject it. The film could be no good. I think it represents the biggest and most exciting challenge out of the three films. Yeah. Yeah, that's agreeable. The other ones, they already have an air of excitement about them. Yeah, I just threw bare shade at Wonder Woman 
Oh, you motherfucker. Yeah, well, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> no, what? what no, 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 no. I want to hear this. <laughs> no, okay. So I wasn't really throwing bad shade. But like, so basically, I feel like Eternals, out of the three, it's the only film that's progressive and going to, you know, introduce us to a whole new cosmic side of um, Marvel that we've only so far had a taste of. It's going to expand on that. And yeah, of course, there's the risk that it could just be another Inhumans. But like that risk is much more exciting than going back to 84. You know, uh, I don't I dis, I don't understand what DC are doing in regards to they've, they've replaced Batman and Henry Cavill's no longer Superman, yet Gal Gadot is still Wonder Woman. And it's not mentioned whether this exists in that world this film or not and i just feel like that's kind of casted a bit of shade onto this whole franchise well Um, i think the um i think yeah it it is true that dc don't really they're a bit one foot in the grave with their movies yeah and they haven't come to terms with that but what is the future for gal gadot's wonder woman i think she's gonna future or isn't the i don't i I think she's going to keep on going. Like I th- actually I'm pretty sure there was there's meant to be a trilogy of her movies. And I like there's meant to be three Wonder Woman movies, I mean. So like there's still one to come and I think it, this 1984 one's going to bang it because it's really in the, it that is the time period that almost defines Wonder Woman more than when she came into the world in World War One, in my opinion. Are we a bit sick of 80s nostalgia? No. Well, there's well, there's tanks like, going for the 80s, isn't there? Yeah, Pardon? but the thing with with Wonder Woman, my my argument against... I know, I know there is, is too much 80s nostalgia around at the minute, but I think for her character, if we want to get a full arc in three movies for that, it needs to hit there because that's her next point in her oh, journey. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? This is the so Empire like, Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah. Like, big time. If, bruv, if Cheetah's there, it could easily be that level of, like, fucking crazy shit fucking up her life. <laughs> like, Cheetah could cut her hand off and be like, yeah. no, I am Barbara. <laughs> and, and, like, have Diana scream out no and fall, like, down to Tartarus or some shit. It's, um... Do you think Martian Manhunter is going to be in it? What's the whole Chris Pine situation? What are you, what are you thinking about that? I I was never very solid on that theory. And actually, I think I've been put off even more by it recently from seeing that in early concepts of Zack Snyder's Justice League, Martian Manhunter had been set up okay. through um, Dawn of Justice and Man of Steel. It's a, you know the general... Um, I don't know the actor's name. Zod. No, 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 the Michael human Shannon. general. Um, the black guy oh, that like yeah, 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 yeah. Lois gives him the bullets. That was that was Martian Manhunter, and there was going to oh. be a reveal in Justice League where he steps out to to join them in the fight against Steppenwolf. And so that's why I think he, Chris Pine won't be Martian Manhunters because there was meant to be, the Manhunter was meant to appear in Justice League. Because if you remember, if you remember, the original posters for Justice League had "Unite the Seven, 
Yeah. But there was only ever six leaguers. Yeah, so just, it, exa- nothing made sense. Exactly, yeah, it made no sense. But when you find out that, oh, Martian Manhunter was meant to be introduced as well as this film, but was meant to be revealed to have been in the three so far. So that was why it was on. It wouldn't have been on the posters if that was a big reveal. So all the Unite the Seven shit could have, in theory, been building to that as an original publicity campaign that then got axed by the rewrites. I don't. I don't think Martian Manhunt is that character. You know, I think. Yeah, but that's was, why. If you were to do a last-minute reveal cut. for Green Lantern, that might have popped. Yeah, but, but for... I, I think it would have been a very different Manhunter in Zack Snyder's vision. Given given what the world was building to be, it wouldn't have been a manhunter as we knew him. It would be some that would that because it would be building off of him as a, as the military general where he opposed Superman initially, a Man of Steel, and he even and then he only and then he only kind of helps in Dawn of Justice when he does the legwork for Lois to figure out what the bullets are and trace it back to Luther. So it would be it would be more about. How did that then affect his reveal to Justice League? And that's why he won't be an 84, in my opinion. Okay. So, um, with with Black Widow, with, with Sam's, mm. uh, my main arguments against, against why, again, I want to see these films. I'm very excited to yeah, see Yeah, I Black really want to see Black Widow as well. But, like, in regards to where the MCU is going, I'm much more excited and anticipated to see uh, the development of the cosmic universe as opposed to seeing a character that we know is dead i hope she stays dead not because i don't dislike the character but just because marvel need yeah, to yeah. uh actually kill yeah. characters and Big stick time. by it Big so time. there's a risk of actual life death <laughs> sort of thing within their films so uh, going back to the past or going forward to an entirely new sort of an entirely new franchise within the cosmic realm that just gets me more excited yes Um, to be honest i i concur like i am more excited for eternals than black widow personally yeah do do you want to rebuttal sam yeah you know what i'll uh I'll, i'll i'll take i'll take that one to be honest like as a prequel and that but to uh i do think because they have given her a prequel that she will stay dead. Like I feel like, even though even though we're not really asking for it, like no one, I think people would much prefer them push out another one in the future before this one. Like we're getting a bit more Black Widow, and I think that would just close the book there. Yeah, I think I she's really going to sort so. of pass the baton. Yeah, <laughs> literally you know, in her case. Yeah. We've the, got Captain Marvel films coming out. We've got yeah, man. I'm so got, excited for this Captain Marvel sequel. Yeah, it's. I am, and I'm not like they need to lower a smugness down. No, man, I, I love that. Kind of that's like yeah, that, that's the that's but... the captain I know. <laughs> she's the tough. She's no, she's not the toughest because Hulk exists. But she's. The, I don't she know, would be though, heavy. Like Hulk got. Bitch, oh yeah, no, no, okay, no, no. In in the in the movies, no, in the movies, in the movies, yeah, she could take Hulk. But I'm, I'm, I like, I love her because she's like how she is in the comics. But she's not the toughest Don in the comics because Hulk exists. And I just the, I just the thing with that. Hulk is, is, is how mad you get him. 
like he will However just get stronger wants. as he gets angrier. You mm. know, if if you're able to knock him out, you know, but keep him not reach a level of anger. Yeah, that's that's the the only way to take him down is to get him unconscious before he gets stronger than you can handle. Yeah, yeah, because it's he a time is game against him. That's the thing with like the Superman argument. Like, if Superman enrages him enough, Hulk will bypass that strength. Yeah, yeah, oh big guy. Uh, so we've we've essentially got Eternals versus Wonder Woman um, eighty four. Mm. So that brings the, the power more back to you, Sam. I guess you sort of got to decide between the two. Yeah. And bear in mind, you picked Rogan's side last time. Yeah, I know. This is, this is the thing. <laughs> it's, not, it's not about the person. It's about the film. Um, yeah. I am I am intrigued to see, because I'd imagine this film will sort of answer a lot of what they are going to do with Wonder Woman moving forward. And, you know, kind of put the nail in the coffin that Ben Affleck's Batman won't be showing up again, like he did at the end of the first Wonder Woman film. But Ben Affleck did show up, didn't he? Um, and gave her the picture. No, he d- he didn't show up personally to give her the picture. Did he not? No, no. Was, ben, that, was ben it just Affleck a Wayne doesn't... Enterprises? Was it just a Wayne Enterprises fan? Yeah, yeah. Affleck doesn't actually appear in the Wonder Woman movies. Ah, okay. He it's is... just... Right. I'm, I'm going to give this one to Solo. Because I know how yes. excited he is. So like, on, the <laughs> scale, on the scales of anticipation, like... I'm going to give it to Solo. Um, and also just because I think no matter what the film's like, he's going to really love it. And as you say, there is, there is a risk with uh, with the Eternals. Mm. There is, but at least the Eternals is led by an actress who can actually act. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to go Gallagher versus Angelina Jolie? Because I'm on for this argument. You know what, Rogan? You're lucky we can't make these as long as we used to. <laughs> Angelina Jolie, I think, could have made a great 90s um, Wonder Woman, though. I will say that. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Okay, so the second uh, pick of our... Well, actually, just to recap, so our three through to five of the Chinwag most anticipated films of 2020... At number three, we have Wonder Woman 84. And number four is The Witches. And number five is West Side Story, with our most honourable mention of Coming to America. Yeah. So for number two, um, I chose Tenet. Tenet, sorry, uh, directed by Christopher Nolan, um, Inception, Dunkirk, Batman Trilogy, and so many more, will be released in July. Um, it's an action epic, a role revolving around international espionage, time travel, and evolution. The trailer is crazy. It's like a spy thriller that has um, like almost elements of turning back time in certain ways. And I, I, love, I love anything to do with sort of time, fantasy, dramas. Um, it stars Robert Pattinson, um, who will be our new Batman, um, Elizabeth Debicki from Great Gatsby and Guardians of the Galaxy, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, who's in Kick-Ass uh, and played Quicksilver, Kenneth Branagh, uh, Michael Caine, John David Washington from Black Klansman. I think this is going to be um, just... just. I think it's going to be on par with Inception in terms of uh, the way it kind of blows your mind, especially on the first watching. Yeah. No, I... 
I do yeah. think that the cast in it looks slamming. Like that was one of the things that's drawn me to it because I haven't really seen much of it other than the cast in the first trailer. Yeah, it's uh, it doesn't have um, uh, is it Gillian Murphy, who seems to always be in, uh, you know, uh, Thomas Shelby. Yeah, from... K- yeah, Gillian Murphy. It is Gillian Murphy. Yeah, um, he, he seems to be in all of uh, Nolan's films recently. From Dunkirk, yeah. Batman yeah, Trilogy, yeah. Um, Inception, and it's been in a hell of a lot, but he didn't, must have got this one a miss. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for Tenet. Uh, it could have been number one for me, to be honest. Uh, you know, I really do like time travel. I love spy thrillers, and I, I think Christopher Nolan could actually pull off those two things together. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Would you want to... Who's... Who who didn't pick second last time? <laughs> what? Oh, you know, I'll just do mine. Uh, all right, yeah. So I picked Bill and Ted Face the Music. Okay, I think this this uh, well, coming to America, I guess, is a comedy as well. But mm. this is like a really high up the list for a comedy. Yeah, I yeah. Think. No, this is like yeah. considering that I've got Wonder Woman below it. This speaks a lot about how much I'm just excited for this movie, just because it's Bill and Ted. Yeah, like it could be anything, but just with that, with those two names on it, that I'm definitely gonna see it. And the aforementioned time travel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You're a big fan of time travel, as we just heard. Yeah, and a big fan of Bill and Ted, particularly the first one. Hmm. Big fan of the first one. And as as you know, I'm. But well, I suppose people who listen don't know, but I'm a huge fucking Doctor Who fan. And so I love yeah. the fact that it's still a phone booth. <laughs> like that really okay, does it. For yeah, me. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I thought I thought you were going to say like David Tennant was in it then or something. Um, I yeah, I'm a big Keanu Reeves fan. Mm, yeah, same. Um, Keanu's the motherfucking he, man. It's gonna he, be cool. It's gonna be really interesting to see him play Goofy again, as well. <laughs> what? To see him play like a Goofy character. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought you meant he you was know? playing Goofy yeah, the character, and I was I was so oh, bad right. for that. <laughs> no, no. Oh, my mom was about to blow then. Yeah, trust. <laughs> that would be. I wouldn't agree with that casting. To be yeah, honest. well, that's the thing is, I, like when you said it, I believed it instantly. I was thinking, like, man, what would that be like? <laughs> I don't know. I'm so, I'd quite, I'd quite like to see you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> and oh, um, Sam, uh, mine. I I don't expect it to uh, to win the vote, but just. For nostalgia's sake, as the first horror film I ever watched was uh, 1992's Candyman, but they're rebooting it, and it's got my main man uh, Jordan Peele producing. Obviously, if it, uh, Get Out and us, um, yeah, he's known for as well as obviously doing his comedy skits and whatnot. But like, yeah, just first horror film I ever watched. Remember, it gave me nightmares for years watched it since obviously it's it's really dated and whatnot and there wasn't there is a Candyman one two and three when obviously every horror film in the 80s and 90s just made like copious amount of sequels really quickly and yeah but like like with remakes they've done like the Friday the 13th 2011 one I think it was and like Nightmare on Elm Street 2010, I think, I I actually think like just starting from scratch and just 
going again um, with with modern day techniques, CGI, all that, all that stuff. Better actors, more higher budgets. I, I feel like this could uh, this could do something to be honest. And Candyman's not one of them sort of films that's really renowned as being that great. You know, like I don't know, mm. it just always held like. Uh, yeah, I've I've always me, thought of it. I've always thought and heard of it as more of it's more of like a cult horror film where you're really into it if you're into the genre, but it kind yeah. of goes past a lot of other people. Yeah, yeah, because it's like your um, it was it's your typical um, it's your typical Bloody Mary thing. You, uh, you, you know, oh yeah, yeah, it's the three times in the, in the mirror, mirror one. Yeah, yeah. So as a kid, like we used to, you know, me and my cousins, we'd we'd light the candles and that, and we. would we dare each other to be. None of us would ever say it the third time. Like no chance. <laughs> you know, what I mean, oh. no chance. But like, I don't know. I feel like that could. Um, I feel like it could do. Uh, it could do well, especially with yeah. Madden Jordan Peele behind it. He's just kind of like the master of suspense at the moment. Definitely. But yeah, that that that's my. Uh, that's my second most looking forward to. The the director of it is called Nia Da Costa, and she directed two episodes of Top Boy, the new series. Uh, yeah, the new Netflix okay. series, which like was was just banging every Whoa. episode. So, well, there um, we go. That's a good statement. Yeah. I ne- I I never saw Candyman. Um, again, it's cool, but it, it gets me thinking of it. You know, and I think really the the old uh, the the early nineties series of it was was pretty cool up until you know the remake came out a couple of years ago mm. yeah um, but i mean Tim and just Curry. like sam said but the cgi and stuff like that tim um, curry as you say like well tim curry's it has a has a huge cool following there's a lot of people that renown him better than spirit bill stars guard and whatnot that to be fair stephen king himself it's just really his fan base will They'll watch through any any of the works he does because there's been some awful like film adaptions mm. of Stephen King. Yeah, there's some the people years, that love they? those. Like, but there's <laughs> yeah, he's got a fan base that will. Don't get me wrong, you've got your classics, you've got your misery, like all all of that. Children before yeah. Shining that is one of, of my favorite films. <laughs> but he's yeah, got like so a, I agree. I'm the same with that. He's got a, a a book, a film called Sleepwalkers, or a book based off a thing, and it's about cats. And like there's these weird demons that are only affected by cats, and like, oh, I remember watching that film, and just it was just too much. He's just not. Uh, I think his weird and wonderful mind just, you know. Yeah. Anyway, that was a tangent. My bad. No, I was. He's, it's uh, just good though. See, because I'm I'm not a very big Stephen King guy, most times. Mm. No, he, Although you say that, but Shawshank Redemption. That was Stephen I, King. Yeah, but you know, I'm, I'm not. Stephen I don't King. like that film. For real? Yeah, it's it's you, you one know, of those ones that is, in my opinion, Solo. is too overrated. Big up Solo. Thank you. Oh, you're with I me agree. here. Right? Okay, agree, yeah. Thank God. Arguably the most overrated film because just only Trust. because people people will say it is the greatest movie of all time. And it, just it because they just because they're told that's what you say. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's I, not. No, you tell. That's what you say is uh, like saying Citizen Kane. Yeah, and so have you seen Citizen Kane? I've seen it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I what have. do you think it's of it? It's not the greatest movie of all time. What do so, I think of it? I, w- I wouldn't say it's the it's the greatest. There you like, go. Then it's not in the top ten. <laughs> There's either, the point it? we're making. 
Thank but you, sorry. Sure, but I, I would make the argument for Shawshank Redemption. Mm. I, th- mm. I think, like, it's, it's pretty bygone perfect from, from a, a story perspective, a, a character development, and, yeah, I, I don't get your, your beef. Nah, I'm fully mean, team solo on this one. Yeah. Fully team solo. <laughs> Andy Dufresne. Yeah. It's, it's a great guy. film. <laughs> Right, so and mm. back anyway, yeah, back to the back list. To it, yeah. So we have Tenet versus Candyman Two versus Bill and Ted Face the Music. Um, mm. Apart from the fact that we have two time travel films, these are three very different films. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they they literally couldn't be more different. Uh, mine's a very serious uh, spy espionage film. Um. Solos is yeah, a it's comedy, comedy. <laughs> quite a very tongue in cheek, almost yeah. slapsticky comedy, and um, so, Sam's is a straight up kind of boogeyman type horror film. Mm. Uh, and now I've I've not seen Candyman two, but uh, especially looking at that that director and and knowing that Jordan Peele's on it, as uh, Sam said, um, Looking to the fact that it's meant to be a spiritual sequel from the 1992 horror film, so it's not a direct sequel, but neither does it retcon the original. Oh, uh, right. So that that's quite you know, good. It has me interested for mm. sure. I think uh, the only re- the I the only reason I couldn't go with it being this high up is that for me, The Invisible Man is the horror film that I'm the most excited for. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I am I am interested in adding this to the list, though you know. Oh yeah. Because I mean, it's something that I, I know nothing about, and and I am now interested in. I didn't even know Candyman Two was coming out. Neither did I till today, mate. Is it actually called Candyman Two? I I thought yeah, it was it's just called, called Candyman. Candy it is, yeah. yeah. It's just called Candyman. Right. Yeah. Well, I'll concede then, and we can put that as number two. I don't, but this is the thing. I don't. I don't. I definitely don't put it. I don't put it number two. Oh, okay. You oh, what? So you're still sticking with Tenet then? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think Tenet makes number two. I don't know. I think. Th- I think the thing is, is I think that will definitely be good, but I. It doesn't have me as hyped as Bill and Ted does. Just because I'm so much more a Bill and Ted person than I am a Nolan person. Okay. For real, though? Do you not like Nolan? No, no, it's not that I don't like Nolan. I just love Bill and Ted. Yeah. You know know what I mean? Although Bill and Ted have two movies. Yeah. One was was amazing. The other one was good. I'll yeah, say, uh, yeah, I still liked it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I liked it. I'll say it's good, but like it, it, Christopher Nolan, if if you want to talk about the quality of films he, that man produces, um, yeah, yeah, no, they're always good. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel a bit cliche to sort of rate the next Christopher Nolan film. These days. Well, that's the only reason that I have for supporting it. Really, is just that what well, is Nolan, so I'm kind, of, I'm expecting something good. 
Yeah, but, it's like back in the day when Kubrick was making films, and it's like the 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 argument for West Side Story for Spielberg. You just yeah, need yeah, to say Spielberg. Yeah, like, Spielberg and West Side Story. What more do you need to know? Yeah, uh, I, but I do also want to give love to Bill and Ted. Yeah, this is a really tough one. I think this is the toughest round yet. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I don't, how do we decide this one? Guys, I don't know. So, um, I don't know, you know. I think shall we just weight it in terms of? I think the one that will arguably be the biggest success will probably be the Nolan movie. Yeah, if you know what I mean. So I think it. That I think that's the but, only way we can break this tie is that that will probably do the best. Yeah, but I mean, like that. I don't. So Netflix's biggest film right now is Michael Bay's Six Underground. By no means is it Netflix's best film. You know, I I don't even know what that film is. Okay, so Ryan Reynolds and it's like uh, you know, it's just literally a set action, a set a set action set piece after another, right? And they're all, these six people, they're all dead and the missionaries and um, the slow motion car flips okay. and stuff that Michael yeah, but, Bay does. But still, I just, I think, I think that the only way we can still break this tie though is just like in terms of it has that point in its favor. And okay. I think that's just, that needs, because we, because otherwise we'll just, you know, argue till but judgment you, day and Trump is out. Could, the one argument for uh, Bill and Ted would be uh, that, like, it's 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 cool audience. Like, people have been like, n- nobody was asking for a Bill and Ted film, but everybody wants to fucking see another Bill and Ted film. Yeah, but I I think there's I think there's not enough people will jump onto it. If you know what I mean. Like it's gonna crush it with all of the people that just love Keanu and love Bill and Ted, yeah. Which is which is still a big audience, but I think it Th- won't. Thanks to it John Wick, it is. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, but I ju- I think it won't um it won't outshine. No, no, it won't it won't shine in a way that it draws an audience outside of the fan base that it already has. That's that's okay. the struggle for the movie, in my opinion. Otherwise, it would be a fucking slapper. Sam's got to decide this one. We we how did we both start? Yeah, we kind of swapped, didn't we? Because <laughs> I know I, I, really I noticed do that want as we were to be there, but I do I do feel it a bit cliched for me. To yeah, no. Like, well, it's well, no, the, on, the, the only travels, uh, so. no, I still, I'm still, I still think Bill and Ted will be better. But I was just thinking that as a tiebreaker point, could we like, would that be a way to break it? You know what? I, I, I'm gonna go Bill and Ted. I'm gonna flip flop. <laughs> Fair. All right. Just because I think that Bill and Ted is more than likely gonna be the, the, uh, the most enjoyable experience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily think it'll be the better movie, but I think it will be, you know, uh, be mu- much more enjoyable. That reminds yeah. me, did you did you get a chance to buy the um, Jane Silent Bob reboot? 
Not yet, but I saw it came up on uh, Amazon. Mm. Um, but you could only buy it for like twelve ninety nine. So very soon it'll be up for rent, and then I'll rent it at like three ninety nine. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've just got to keep an eye on that. Yeah, um, yeah, because no, I realised I made a reference to it earlier, and then remembered that neither of you had seen it. <laughs> oh, snoogans. Mm. Um, I really want to do a a, a podcast on um, his sort of Kevin Smith and his life, just a Kevin Smith appreciation. I read a mm. book of his recently. Oh uh, yeah, which was like a collection of uh, sort of magazine articles. It's written in between uh, filming Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back, like in 2005, and then doing Jersey Girl with Ben Affleck. It's pretty interesting. I'll let you read it. I finished it cool. like two days because it's so easy to read. Oh, nice. So, uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music and number yeah. two. Number one. Okay. Uh, can, but- I, can I introduce this one? Because I very much like believe in what I'm going to throw out. <laughs> absolutely yeah. take, take the mic okay so my number one is one of the films i've been most excited about before it was even announced because i was just waiting for it which is dune the fucking greatest sci-fi saga ever told and it's dead and it's dead evil and you've directing it and i think that's gonna be fucking killer man absolutely yeah. my, mine's mine's the same so um Sam's got a... Um, yeah, you've got a tough, a tough uphill yeah. battle here. Just to uh, go through the cast of the film very quickly, Rebecca Ferguson uh, from the Mission Impossible films, mm. Timothy Chalamet from Call Me By Your Name and Lady Bird, Jason Momoa, Cal Drogo himself, Zendaya, for, um, MJ from the new Spider-Man films, uh, Drax the Destroyer, Dave Bautista, uh, Oscar Isaac, uh, who's obviously Paul Dameron in Star Wars. Uh, check out a film called Inside Lewin Davis, if you haven't. Uh, that's a great film from him. Stellan Skarsgård, uh, from the, oh, he's been in so many films, uh, the MCU amongst them. Mm. Josh Brolin, who was Thanos and Cable and No Country for All Men. Javier Bardem, like that. Killer. That's, that cast Killer. is, is that's just mind-blowing. Yeah, man. I think... She- I think Chalamet is going to fucking kill it as Paul. Like, right. Yeah, I think he's going to do that so well, man. He'd probably, like, this This is, like, one of those, like, Academy Award caliber sci-fi films. Yeah, you know, yeah, this is like a... cast like that and a this, director in that. I, like, I, I, as much as I hate to say it, because I think it, I, like, this is the level my hopes are at, but... I think this is the next two thousand and one. Okay, like that's where that's what this is the potential to be. Although I hoped that uh, Valerian would have been that film when that was when when I was listening to the Comic Con panel of it way back when I was like this is going to be the next the next sci fi the next adventure epic. yeah and it it almost was mm. um, yeah so. What have you got, Sam? I've got um. Well, well, I feel I feel like we know the winner of this one already. <laughs> right. You know what? I'm, I'm a I mean, that, I'm a there'd be blood out. otherwise. I'm a I'm a I'm a shout out the film anyway. But like, yeah, the, it's um, it's the boy too. Uh, the boy was a 2016 
again horror film based around a um, like the babysitting of a like porcelain doll. Um, the film itself was just brilliant, and like I couldn't predict the ending. And as I was saying at the start of the podcast, with the last couple of years, it's been very just horror films in general have just been very iffy. So to hear. Want to see something that I I couldn't predict that actually scared me and you know like I've always found the the concept of dolls and stuff creepy anyway from back in Goosebumps days watching the Goosebumps TV series and stuff like that like um but yeah they're finally making a sequel for it like there's always been like people have always asked for a sequel because of kind of the way it ended but. Like, yeah, I, there's just, I, I don't know. I need to check on properly on the release date, but I've seen no promotion for it like, whatsoever. And there's two, there's two trailers on IMDb, and uh, it comes out in February in, oh, in America. Wow. That's it doesn't what I mean. say so it comes um, out this the UK. Month. It comes out it doesn't this say month, UK not seen, release date. I've not seen anything. Like, it might, that uh, might be. It's called, um... it's called Brahms, spelled yeah. like the composer. Yeah, yeah, two. that's um, that's the name of the doll. Yeah, and it's out in the UK on the twenty first of February, so later this month. See, that's what I mean. I haven't uh, seen anything. <laughs> it's directed been... by the same guy who did the first one. It's called William William Brent Ball, um, and he also did The Devil Inside. <laughs> okay, 20, oh, I like the Devil Inside. The Devil Inside's decent. See. I get, I get your excitement for this, though, Sam. Because for me, like that's the same, that's the same excitement I have with Dune. Is like it's that the same way that that was like a horror film that blew your mind. That was like the sci-fi book that blew my mind. At like a similar age, funnily enough. And so that's the that's the excitement I have for this film. You know, so like, I, I know yeah, where you're coming from. <laughs> like I feel like there's a there's a high chance it could flop, but at the same time, like. No, I'm excited. Like this guy, he he did it well last time. So I think, I think, with yeah, with the right. Um... It's only cheap as well, so like it doesn't have it doesn't have to do much to be successful. No, it just has so to the, scare. It just mm, has to get in commercial out. level. Yeah, I think. See, if, I don't think it showed its budget. I just. Um, so I don't, I don't think we're putting it as number one, though. Sam. No, uh, you, you're at a two to one vote there. Mm. But I, um, I'm intrigued to see the first one from what you've said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I do yeah, remember I the trailer. I, I kind of gave it, you know, prejudices because it was Maggie from Walking Dead. So I thought from that it seemed like a cheap horror film. Uh, but I've I'd not heard any reviews from it until until you just raved it now. So. Yeah, same. Yeah. Well, yeah. As I say, there's um, I find like there's another film, Dead Silence, which is about ventriloquist dummies and stuff like that. I, near enough, eight out of the ten films that involve anything like human light that isn't quite human, like like porcelain dolls, anything like that, it is gonna creep me out, and I will think it. And because I watch so many horror films and whatnot, like. It is. It's nice. It's nice to feel creeped out and whatnot. However, like, I don't particularly find horror films like paranormal horror films very scary or whatnot. But I just don't like dolls, you know. So like, whereas I might say this 
this the boy film was really good. Like it did creep me out. However, like if you're not bothered by that, I, I don't know. Did, I feel like your perception might be slightly like warped. Did like, you ever see the um when when Doctor Who came back that original you know the Christopher Eccleston one and all those mannequins started killing people? Did that do the same thing for you? The mannequins. Because um, because that was one that scared me quite a lot when I first saw that's it. Familiar. Uh, Chris, what the mannequin? Sorry, that's Christopher Eccleston mannequin. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was just it was Christopher Eccleston's first episode, if I'm not mistaken. So it's easy to find. Yeah, and that had rose and, and yeah, yeah. Whatever, it had me shit so. scared of like like when when I walked down the high road and there were like mannequins wearing the clothes in the store window. I would like walk on the edge of the like the curb. Just for a teenage looking old clock oh, as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, he played Nicky, didn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah, I see. I see what you. I, I see what you mean now. Yeah. Yeah. Did you creepy. did you watch that when it came out? I didn't see that one when it came. To be honest, I the first episode I ever watched was um, well, I didn't start watching until David Tennant was uh, with Doctor Who. Oh, that was a good first. That was a good first episode, I, though. I haven't the, seen yeah, sick, fights the Sycorax, I believe. The only true um, Doctor Who villain that's had me shook is the Weeping Angels. Ah, oh, don't I, even I get me started on those fuckers, the Weeping man. Angels. Yeah, fuck those guys. Fuck those guys. They can like I they had me shit scared for so long. Trust uh, me. Well, I think um, so. We've got a number one then. We can uh, we can agree. Well, yes. I mean, so the the Chinwag most anticipated films of twenty twenty. Our, our most honourable mention is coming to America. And number five, we have West Side Story. What? Number four is The Witches. <laughs> number three. Is Wonder Woman eighty four, number two is Bill and Ted Face the Music, and topping off the list at number one is June. How do we feel about that list, guys? Yeah, I guess we'll I see. really like I it. I guess we'll see. You never know. Coming to America could be the best out of all of them. Yeah, yeah, you never know. We've we're all excited for it. I think yeah, that's I... one of that's one of the few we've been unanimous in our support for. If you think yeah. about it. After after I, I, the um, I don't know. I think though, the witches think, as well. I'm I'm curious to see uh June now. I'm not a big sci-fi guy, but that that okay. cast is sounding quite um quite appealing. Yeah, you so. don't like. I would I would actually recommend not watching the original movie or miniseries. Oh no, don't worry, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, good that. Like that, I am quite a bit of a snob in like with sci-fi. I know, and I know this is like the nostalgia. Like this is what a lot of sci-fi people love about it was like the 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 DIY side of like eighties. Yeah, yeah, no, a hundred percent. I love that shit, man. For me, I I can't. Like my like my actually, funnily enough, my dad has started to get annoyed. Well, not annoyed, but he's just like it. It kind of blows his mind. I. I'm I MacGyver so much shit around the house. Like, do you do you guys ever say that? Like, when you MacGyver something? No. No. Okay. All right. So there was this TV show called MacGyver, oh, okay. and basically it was like he he was he was essentially a regular guy, but like when he was in a room with like any kind of contraption, he could like build he could build an escape route. 
Right. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. there's like it, it. So there's there's like an expression where you just say, "Oh yeah, I had to MacGyver something." When like you literally just like <laughs> you just fit something busted, so you just get like three random things and fix it. Yeah, and yeah. Like that's that is the part about sci-fi that I love, and I've been doing that shit around the house recently with like small broken things. Fair, yeah. Fair enough. Wow. Cool. Well, we've gone yeah. nearly an hour and ten minutes, so uh, we've yeah. got the list. We've got the list. I think it's time we uh, wrapped it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. Um... You're welcome, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Check, check out coming to America. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, if, if uh, there's one thing that should be taken away from this, it's check out coming to America. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I feel like we should get some sponsorship for how much we've endorsed them today. <laughs> yeah. well, I do want to shout out love to uh, Pixar's Soul because that is going to be the film of the year. Criminally okay. underrated in our list. But... <laughs> Well, you, wait, what do you mean film with a year? You put it at five. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah, this wasn't, <laughs> this was an anticipated list, not a what do you think it's going to be the, oh, the film okay. of the year. I, I'm no, anticipated I went with... to see June, but like, for me, Inside Out should have won the Oscar for uh, for original screenplay. I think it, yeah. the screenplay to that was literally genius. Knowing that the same team is at hand with this is literally about um, a, a, a spiritual journey from the eyes of an old soul meets a young soul in this whimsical world that is akin to Inside Out. Yeah. Man, I think that I think the film's going to be amazing. Fair enough, I guess. Fair we'll enough, to, we'll Yeah, you know, I'm over g- the course of the year. Yeah, I'll check it out based just on your opinion, probably. Yeah. When do, do you end, know when it comes out? Year, we'll uh, we'll have to do a, uh, a review of all these films. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. We will. Yeah. Or do, if, uh, as as the year goes on, uh, well, we can use this as a template. As as each of those films come out, we can uh, mm. we can always yeah. refer to it, can't we? Yeah, it definitely. comes out in June. Well, thank you. So, thank- all right. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, we love you all. God bless you. Mm. And remember, a rackus is a trap. <laughs> <laughs>